I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. You don't wanna fuck with me. Got the police busting at me. But they can't do nothing to us. Welcome back to the Faithful Fanatics Podcast. George Snap and I are in our new home here at Last Out Media, and I'm just excited to be back in front of a mic and in a studio setting. Boys, how we doing? I'm, I'm great. I'm just glad to be out of my freaking room, dude. I really hate it there. I swear to God, it, it's felt like I've been in prison. I've never been to prison, but it felt like it. Yeah, you really didn't go out much at all, Dorian. No, I still have yet to go to the bar. I still need to squirt <laughs> on that. That's like what I'm kind of waiting for. I'm just waiting to explode there. <laughs> Bill, have you been out yet or no? Uh, barely, man. I haven't hit the bar yet. Yeah, no. I've been playing some poker, but that's about it. Yeah. I mean, it's back. Good, good to be back in the studio, though. Zoom calls weren't doing it. Absolutely. Well, uh, tonight's episode is going to have a little bit of everything for you guys guys anywhere from uh, the NBA return to play plan the mess that is the MLB and also some bad news that hit the Eagles the other day in their locker room so before we get into the MLB and the atrocity that they have been this uh during this whole pandemic uh let's talk about the Eagles and what happened the other day so news broke just randomly at like 6 30 the other night that Brandon Brooks uh is injured and out for the season which uh, I'll get into it in a little bit and how it's a huge loss. But, guys, what do you think? How does this affect the Eagles this year? Because I know when we did our schedule release and our uh, and our predictions for the year, we're all really high on the birds this year. So how does Brandon Brooks going down for the entire season impact this team and how devastating is it? You just lost the best guard in football. Let's just, let's just be honest here. You lost the best guard in football. Yeah. This is huge for the offensive line. And there's just one question. What are you going to do? Who's going to replace – Brandon Brooks at guard like what's the next move here that's like the only thing I'm concerned about like like clearly you're losing a pro bowl talent you're losing like a a bona fide starter like again one of the best guards in the NFL who are you plugging in there are you gonna try to convince Jason Peters to play guard or or I I, like I just don't don't know I don't know what they're gonna do exactly because I know that's what that's someone mentioned that to me the other day the possibility of trying to convince Jason Peters to play guard but I know he doesn't even want to he wants to stay at tackle but like he's too slow to play tackle if there's anybody I'm moving to guard that's already on this roster it's Dillard Yes, I'm not moving. What 36, 38, however old he is, Jason Peters, and t- and making him play a new position at this point in his career, and he's not even brought back yet. No, um, I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, I, I, really I don't do. think that's an option. Now, Bill, before I get to you, yeah. who uh, snap? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that yet. I know there's a lot of free agents out there, so I think there's. It's definitely a huge hit, right? So you went from having one of the best, like at the best, to top three offensive line in that National Football League to mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. you don't know because you don't have Jason Peters anymore at left tackle or at least not as of right now. So you have Andre Dillard starting there right now who apparently he's still not ready. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, Isaac Sayumalu at left guard who I'm not a fan of. I don't know if you guys yeah, are. I mean, he's, he's, he's a starter for right now. He, he's not as exposed when you have guys like Brandon right. Brooks and Kelsey and Kelsey playing, and but you do not have Brandon Brooks. That's right. why I'm like kind yeah. of right. sweating over here. And like. now, so now you're down to Kelsey and Lane. 
That's yeah. it on and your line. Well, Doggy, Doggy said they're going to look the in-house first before they go out and explore anything. Who, Matt Pryor? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. The, no. the number one, no. it's going it's to be that's Matt it. Pryor. If that's they the only guy in-house. right now. Played every snap in the wild card game. That was his, was that his first start? I think so. That was his first start. So, well, uh, I mean, that's probably the number one guy. I think the Jason Peters thing has sailed. The rookie Jack Driscoll, like he played guard all throughout. Yeah, he's a the poor, beginning. yeah we talked about him for your starter. Yeah, but beginning you of don't year. know if he's ready. No, fuck with that. the weird all season. Not. No, he's way too young. That's the thing. But these are the these are what we're looking right. at right now for hiring. In-house. I think they're gonna play around with. Now, do the you two have options. any free agents on over there? Or? I mean, like like Chance Warmack is not a lock to make the Seahawks. Like he's on the <laughs> roster. I know exactly. But you gotta. Like, I know there's some free agents. I okay. don't know what they're gonna do. So I forgot about yeah, him. Yeah, right. And I didn't even think he was still roster. playing. Yep. <laughs> you lost probably the best right guard or guard in the National Football League. You went from one of the top offensive lines in football to now you don't know because you only have two really good offensive linemen in Jason Kelsey and uh, Lane Johnson. However. There is a tiny bit, if you're trying to find a little bit of bright light out of this entire situation with him going down, it is the fact of the timing of the injury. It's not even, training camp's There's not nothing. for over another month. Yep. So whoever you bring in, whether it's in-house and already knows the system, if you want to bring you uh, a more veteran right guard from free, as that's a free agent right now, and let him learn the playbook, let him learn their system, and whoever's filling in that spot, is playing between Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. So they shouldn't have that difficult of a time at right guard. No. So that that is the bright spot. However, like Snap said, you're losing the best guard in the yeah, league right arguably now. Arguably the best guard in the league. The other cool. thing, it just does, it doesn't end. It doesn't like we were just talking about one of our points was can they stay healthy? Because they haven't been healthy since the Super Bowl. They weren't healthy the Super Bowl year. They were decimated that year. The thing, yeah, that, the, really thing, the thing that scares me the most moving it forward with the, a replacement for uh, Brooks is you've kind of seen the Eagles in the past always try in-house, 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 and they'll do that until the bitter end. And if they don't get a good deal by the trade deadline, that's how they're staying. And that's what's worrisome because we're talking, we talked all – all offseason how this is the offense like this offense is going to be explosive we're looking at kansas city chief type offense but now with a big hit like this at guard like if you're going to go in-house and how we stay stubborn and doesn't find it outside i think we need outside help i think you need to make a trade i don't i don't know who i haven't really had time their injury so recent to even look around and see who would even be out there or on the trade block especially with season not even going on because you know how it is guys become available as the season goes on and you which with injuries and with Team starting to lose, um, but I just I just have no clue. Sports Center uh, Insider, or not Sports Center, I'm sorry, Sports Illustrated Insider uh, Insider was saying they could explore a trade for uh, Joe Thune, which is he just got franchised by the Pats. So like, I mean, we'll see about that, but that's a lot of money, also. That's I like, think that's like that's fourteen. Like the mil. perfect deal for Belichick yeah. to fleece oh, us. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, it's tough. I think Snap, you're right. I think what they need to do is go outside. What they're going to do, on the other they hand, is stay in. And I think the guy's going to be Matt Pryor. I saw, I actually, the weird thing is, talking about him, I saw a tweet earlier. I think Trey, Trey Thomas was doing like a like a playbook review yeah. of Matt Pryor. And I saw a tweet saying that he believes the kid can be a monster. Yeah. Which I just sounds great. Haven't seen anything from him yet in his little starting time or fill-in time in the previous yeah. years. But, uh it hurt. It, it hurts. It does, and it's, it just and it just hurts the whole mindset that you have too. Like you're so ready for the Eagles to come back. You're so ready for football to come back. You're so high on the Eagles this year, and then bang, yeah. June 
and it's not Brandon even, Brooks is done for the year. And it's not even like just on field production. Like he's such a good locker room yes. guy. He's a leader in that in that locker yes. room. So it sucks. Like now, now you yeah. got two. You got two torn Achilles. You got that shoulder injury you had. Are you guys regretting that extension a little bit? Yeah. Four for fifty six. Yeah. That's, you just didn't expect this to come. I think that's top fifteen in the NFL for. Uh, Average annual yeah, it's a it's a salary. Lot, it's a lot of fucking money. Let's you just still, put it that way. Did it's you see the of video money. of him still doing? Um, what was he doing the other day? Jujitsu or yeah, something? Three days or after, whatever he was doing he was jujitsu. Doing. Three days yeah. after, in a yeah. boot. Yeah, it's insane. He's a monster. Yeah, he is. He's it's in, just the shitty thing. Oh, so we're chance. talking about crazy workouts. How about uh, how about Lane Johnson Lane? with the box jumps? Oh jokes? yeah. Uh, what's his? I'm blanking on the name. The first overall Kate. Chase Young, Chase, Chase Young, Young. Yeah. Chase Young comes out and does a, a crazy. What was it like? Forty-three inch, fifty-six it inch. Bo- it was a big box jump, and he had a running start on it. And uh, like <laughs> an hour or two later, here comes Lane Johnson, <laughs> two steps, just clearing it like no difficulty. It's uh, it's uh, we completely underestimate how good of an athlete Lane Johnson yeah. is. And I only wanted to bring up Lane Johnson too because it's like. Let's just breathe for a second, because we may have lost the best guard in football, right. but we still have the best, best right tackle and the best in football. Center. Come and on, one of the best. Yes. One, I'll put him at one of the best. Of the He's best. still a little undersized, but he is yeah, very yes. skilled. Okay, yeah. speaking of those two, because we know what they do best. What do the Eagles like to do with their offensive linemen? Get them upfield, right? Especially in the run game. So I think looking at right guard, because Brandon Brooks was able to do that alongside those two. I think looking at right guard, that's something they need to look, evaluate before just saying it's Matt Pryor. Because to be honest, I can't really remember off the top of my head watching him if he's that kind of lineman. Yeah. And if he's not, you need to go find one that can get up the field that is more athletic. Because that's what the Eagles, the Eagles offensive line is not what you think of your typical offensive lineman. Like you just talked about Lane and Brooks and Kelsey. They're shredded, dude. Yeah. And they're quick as hell and they're athletic as hell and they get up the field to run block and they're 20 yards up the field blocking. So I think you need to find a right guard that fits that mold and he's not just and you know you, you know what I'm saying like Yeah. Oh yeah. You need someone that fits their chemistry. Yeah, you and you have time to do that now. I mean, yes, with, that, with, that is the that's only the positive. That's the only positive. It really is. And like this is a crazy stat in uh in Brooks' four years in Philly, the Eagles are 41 and 23 when he plays 50 or more offensive snaps. They're 0 and 6 when he plays fewer than 50%. That's kind of Oh my god. <laughs> That's insane. I oh saw Oh my god. That's just like it, it, <sighs> I saw that and I, it's didn't, always something, I didn't believe right? it at first. It's always something but this team. Snap. <laughs> I like just I saw the tweet. I, I can't find it now, but I saw a tweet the other day that last year Kelsey Lane and Brooks played a combined like 1000 whatever however many uh snaps together and they allowed I think f- less than 4 sacks or 4 sacks something like that. Yeah. Like it's just it is a huge hit, but there are like to wrap it up. There are positives. There's the timing. There's the fact that he's playing between two of the best at their positions right now, Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. Uh, you have an athletic mobile quarterback in Carson Wentz who can get out of the pocket. He's gonna have to be a lot more athletic now. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the thing that's like so disheartening about this is we were talking about how this is gonna be a running gun offense with deep bombs and yeah. like the whole nine yards. Try to like kind of play that Kansas City style. Scrandy time. And that that's the big hit here is now you're dealing with less time in the pocket and more big plays from Carson. And I know uh, no one wants to say he's injury prone, but the more big plays you got to make, the more times you're probably going to get right. hit, especially with less protection at the line. So like the whole thing is just like disheartening when you really when it really comes down to it. 
and I they need to I think they need to act as fast as possible. I'd rather get a guy in here now. He he doesn't even have to be a pro bowler. He can just be a serviceable starter, like someone that's average but but is not going to get exploited when he goes up on one-on-one matchups. That's the only thing I need. That's the only thing I need. Like you have Lane Johnson, you have Jason Kelsey. Just get someone in there that can hold this line together for the season until Brooks comes back. Exactly. Well, if Howie sees this team as I think we do and probably a lot of other people do, that they are contenders right now, because I really do believe that they are. Yeah. He needs to, and he will if he sees the same way, to act and go out and get, get not a, maybe not a pro bowler like yeah, Snapchat, but, but an effective damn piece. close, an effective piece that can fill in and be and not get just absolutely pancaked. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm just nervous that they're not going to do I don't really think they're going to. We just see how we do this all the time. I mean, fuck, look what he did last year with uh, with needing wide receiver helper and quarterback yeah, help. Yeah. He did absolutely nothing. He didn't do anything. He was like, like screw it. I'm waiting until off season. Like, right. yeah, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we do. And see then, Matt and then the, the year guy. before, and I'm not trying to hate on Howie because I do love Howie sometimes, but sometimes the year before, speaking of wide receiver, you go out and make a trade for Golden Tate at the deadline and get what did we give up for him? A third? Yeah. A third round pick, and then Golden Tate walks the very next season. Yep. Like, yeah. It, and had a r- decent year. Yeah, after his four game suspension, but. <laughs> <laughs> you got All a right. little older. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> Don't do drugs. Let's move on to what a complete mess that the MLB is right now. Absolutely um, terrible. Fucked up situation we got here. Yeah. I don't even know where to start if one of you two do. Like, I'm, Let, I've, I've been going the... back and forth so much on there's going to be baseball. There's not going to be season. There's going to be baseball. Yes. There's not going to be season. Yes. And the MOB has just proven to be the biggest losers of this whole pandemic right now because you had a chance to be the first sport to come back. Gain Baseball's already losing fans every single year, especially younger fans. You had a chance to be the first sport, but the first major sport back. On all over TV, yeah. you would have gained so many new fans, younger fans, and just raise your popularity, and you just drop the ball so badly. Let's just let's get into it like this then. Uh, let's go over the new proposal right now. All right, how they won seventy games. Uh, let's break it down. How do you, how do you feel about it, George? Because yeah. So MLBPA today proposed seventy, but. Earlier this week, um, the MLB proposed a 60-game schedule with full prorated salary. And yesterday, we had Rob Manfred and um, the director of the MLBPA meet, uh, Tony Clark, to talk about a deal. They met for a few hours. And Manfred came out of that meeting saying, we're close on a deal. We got everything going. It's going to come. And the very next day, Tony Clark said, a deal is not done. We, I told I, him multiple times we don't want 60 <laughs> games. Manfred is trying to turn this on the players. The owners are trying to turn this on the players. It's not the players. I don't believe a single word that comes out of that man's Fuck mouth. No. He is such a clown. A week ago, I am 100% sure that we are going to have a baseball season. Yeah, I've never been confident. Yeah. The day or two after that. I'm highly doubtful exactly. that we're going to have a baseball season. And now he gets all the backlash from retracting his 100% statement mm-hmm. to that. And he has to go and meet with um, the guy in Arizona yesterday from the, yeah, from the Players Clark, Association. Tony Clark, yeah. And just kind of scramble and try to just get something done. Mm-hmm. They offer 60 games and now the players want 70. Which... You're now, just splitting you, hairs. You're you just splitting hairs. It's ten yeah. games. Like, I, really, how much money to a billionaire is if that? If you can't like, figure it out, like, 
from just a 10 game difference the like the owners are so they're just scumbags and they're thinking well let me just take them we know that yeah oh, we know <laughs> that i'm thinking like well today the mlbpa offered a, a counter proposal already 70 game season july 19th to september 30th a universal dh 50 million in playoff bonuses 50 50 split of the new tv deal for postseason owners are expected to decline it so like honestly they okay. i really think within the next few days it's either we're going to play baseball, we have the dates, or the owners are going to say, I'm taking the minimum of my losses and we're just not right. going to Right, well, play. what a lot of people are saying, like Jeff Passan on Twitter, if you yeah. follow them, they're saying you're going to get the 65 games. Yeah. That's the number that's been thrown around a lot. They came with 70, players came back with se- or they came with 60, yep. players came back with 70. It's going to meet somewhere 65, 68, something like that. I, I don't even think it's coming. I really don't. I think this is it. I think we're just going to hear arguing for Well, here's what I want to throw out there, right? Because now let's have a roundtable discussion about this. So well, before we do that, Ken Rosenthal, you know what I'm getting Ken, to. Ken Rosenthal yesterday also said six to eight owners said they don't want a season. So <laughs> that's a great that's a great start to that. To they're that. destroying. Hey, they're not budging on sixty games. No, they they're want, literally lowballing. They're them. sitting on their wallets. They're lowballing them they're so they just wallets. give up. It's it's sickening. And players are in Clearwater. The, they all the went. They evolved. What is the? What is everything they're tweeting? We're we're here and we're ready. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah. So no, no, no. Let's let's get to this right. <laughs> So I have never, I'm not blaming the players. I'm still not. I never have. We talked about this a couple weeks ago on one of our YouTube videos that this is 100% on the owners. If you blame the players and say that they make millions to play a game, well, look at the billionaire owners. Like, they're the ones. However, right now, and I love Bryce Harper and I love Reese Hoskins and like, but you cannot be tweeting from your phone, we're here, we're ready, tell us when and where, we'll be there. You cannot say that and then haggle with from 10 games and like I'm not blaming the players that's not what I'm getting to it's more it's the owners but you can also not come out and say we're ready just tell us when and where and then argue over money and small details throughout the proposals you're not ready no you're not ready yeah, um, I kind of disagree with that statement. I think I think it's the perfect way to put pressure on the owners, the same way that the owners are putting pressure on them saying, "Oh, we're close, we're close." But in reality, you're off 10 games and no, there's been no traction. I think it's the exact same thing. Put some fucking pressure on those guys. That's fine. Let I them, can understand them, from let, that let, standpoint. Let the people know we're ready. We're in shape. We're down in clear water. We just need these dickheads to budge. The like, reason I like it is because I feel like this whole negotiation, the owners have been trying to put it on the players. And the whole time, I feel like they don't exactly. realize. We have information at our fingertips every second. Jeff Passon's tweeting. Ken Rosenthal is tweeting. Like, they're old. Everybody, they don't know. Everybody is tweeting, so like they're giving us all the information, and the MLB owners and Rob right, Manfred but then it's are like, trying what do you to turn believe it around. Because every tweet that comes out, it's being retracted a, an hour or two later. Literally everything that comes out between the two sides, it's you don't know what's true, what's going on right now. Yeah, you don't. I really think, I really do think the next few days, it's either going to be okay, we're going to play. This is the dates we finally figured it out, or. Owners are going to say, fuck it. I'm taking the minimum loss. But we've also been saying that for weeks now. I, I truly just think I think this is the end. We're coming to the end I'm of it. I'm just tired of it. I say it scrap it. Like, honestly, Dude, scrap it. No, I need, we need... That's the thing, though. They're, like... If baseball, you scrap this year, baseball is damn near close to done. Baseball, no, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, no, dude, they're already, no, because, no, because they're already at the bottom of the totem no, pole. No, I know that, but the thing is, they, prof- they still close. profited 19 straight seasons. And, like, 
like the thing. I, yeah, that's. I don't bit. know if it would be dead. Yeah. Baseball's a diehard sport. Like the diehard fans will never right, leave. Right, that's my point. You still got, like, that's my whole, point. The diehards yeah. are not the younger generation. No, you're it's right. not being passed on anymore. So come. I'm not saying like now. Soon, baseball's going to be dying. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna. It's. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but to make this like the. The thing that kills it? Nah. No. Well, that's the thing. I you had a chance to be the one sport back. We've seen this before. Like the not, they, When they had a strike in 95, they lost fans. And then Sosa and McGuire brought them back with the 98 home run chase. So, like, right. I, I see By the point, way, like, I would let them all juice. That's what they should <laughs> I, do. That's I, honestly. I, I, I would I let know, everyone juice. I know there's the dignity of the game and doing it the right way. But honest to God, when we had people juice, being straight juice heads in the league, I don't <laughs> think there was more fans ever. Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. Get out of here if you think otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if he was on Juice. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but like, I don't think this is going to be the killing blow. I really don't because a I lot. I think it hurts. I think I think we see the younger generation siding with the players and the older generation kind of siding with the owners. So if anything, I think the younger generation is going to look at this and actually maybe become more of a fans because even now you're so bored in quarantine you're keeping up with things like this and seeing how like a lot of the younger generation isn't really for the one percent isn't for big billionaire type of people you kind of have people like oh i love that the mlb players are just kind of like saying fuck you we're not playing if you don't fucking treat us right i think i think honestly it might work in their favor i think you can come out next season and you'll have more younger fans just because they're they're back. They're like, all right, yeah, let's stick it to the man. It just sucks because every sport is on at least a good path to, retor- to returning. Yes. MLB is on the bottom yes. of the shittiest but total pool. You another see. thing, all these sports are going to happen at once, so you might be sharing viewership too. Yeah. So if you sit out this season, you kind of you may not be competing with the with the sports people watch. So then when you come back, you can come back the right way next season, ready to go. Maybe while other sports teams are like, maybe while other leagues are still figuring out how to return from a, an extended season or a shortened season. Season and you know it might it could work in your you could play it to work in your advantage is all yeah. I'm saying. I think if they're not going to play, you need to look into the future of how we're going to do this the right way to jump right back to where we're going. Also, another thing, since we're talking about fans and the youth, how about what Bryce Harper said a couple weeks ago about getting baseball in the Olympics, getting oh, pro, yeah. getting oh, pros yeah. in the Olympics again? I I want that, dude. Olymp- like it like it's so much fun. The Olympics would be amazing for baseball. Absolutely. For, I would love to see Mike Trout and Bryce Harper oh on the yeah. same team. Right? That's what you know? really fucking sucks right now. We're missing primes of Mike Trout. We're missing a year of the prime of Bryce Harper. We're missing so much if we don't play this year. It's frustrating. It really is. We're missing guys like Yelich. Like, yeah. like this is going to affect careers, man. It sucks. It affects numbers, too. When you're when you're a guy like Harper who's hitting 30-plus home runs a year, when it comes to your Hall of Fame ballot time, oh, yeah. 30, 35 home runs is a big difference. A I forget. Year, someone yeah. mentioned to me someone is right there on the cusp of like 400 home runs and they're, they need like four seasons to get it. I can't remember the name for the, for the mm. life of me. I'm but not sure. They need like four more seasons to hit 400, which is basically a, a guaranteed like Hall of Fame career. Yeah. And they might miss it now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this will affect careers, man. And yeah, well, like Albert Poulos has uh, five, 500. Wait, hold on. He has... 656 homers right now. Yeah, that's gonna really affect him too. You know, you, there's Holy no doubt he's shooting. There's no doubt he's shooting for fucking 700. See what Ricky Batalco said too. He tweeted uh, yesterday, I think. What you say about how um he drove by a little league field and 
like basically just get your asses on the field because they're they're out there for the love of game for the love of the game. Yep. They're not getting paid. I love Ricky Vitalik. And like just go get your asses out on the field. Like you're still going to make money. Like I hate that. No, that's but that like come on, dude. I, I mean, just, that's what he said. Yeah, I love him, but uh, that was a little. <laughs> I, love I just like that with the boomers. I hate boomers more and more throughout <laughs> this quarantine. I think that's really doing a number on me, honestly. Like the whole boomer thing is like a real thing now. I hate. I, I, I really. As long as I like grow my dad up for no reason, he doesn't even <laughs> said a word to me. I'm like, fuck you. All I, keep I know th- you're definitely on the fucking owner's side right now. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, the people on Twitter arguing for the owners are so funny because everyone just destroys them. I feel like it sucks because you know the owners at one point. It was all for the love of the game. They just love baseball, and they're like, now they have fuck you money, and they're like, all right, well, I don't want to lose any of this fuck you money. And like, yeah, you have literally. so much, mo- dude. Just take the L for one it's year. One just year. Take the know. L for one year. Get baseball on the field. Make your fans happy. It sucks. Everything sucks right now. But so hold on. Here's the counterpart. Just to play devil's advocate. Let's right? hear it. Let's hear it. What is the difference? So the owners in their sixty games. Offered also the pro the full prorated salaries, yes. correct? And they offered playoff bonuses. Yes. And they 50 offered million 50, 50 split. Oh no, um, that was uh, or was the MLBPAs today? They offered. They, offered, they want. They want. So 50 that wasn't million. in it. Yeah, they want. Uh, well, Universal DH is going to happen, so we can right, talk about no, that, I know that too. Uh, but they offered MLBPA offered a 50-50 split for the new postseason TV revenues for twenty twenty one and fifty million in playoff bonuses. So those are the differences. Yeah, that's what they want. And they also, obviously, they okay, want full but then, can you salary. See, so th- just to play devil's advocate, that's where it starts to come in. Like, the whole issue was their salaries, their prorated salaries. The yeah. owners didn't want to, but like, they finally they offered it th- right. for the 60 games. So now you're are, now you're countering with just 10 more games, like yes. 60 to 70. Just come on. Yep. And then I understand. I understand TV revenues in the future. Of and course. you can't just miss out on things like that. But to my point, you cannot be like, we're ready. Tell us when and where. And nah, then I nah. think that was argue over 10 games. I nah. think that was more of an attack at Manfred saying. That, that is fine. No, if, I, no, if, that's their, if, that's their, that, if that I, was a pressure point, then I understand it. I, that's no, what I, it is. I think, it's it, I think it was an attack at Manfred saying, you know what? Fuck you guys. We'll play 48 games and I'll put you out there 48 games. Like, Because that would just be... That would be awful. Could you imagine a 48-game baseball season? No. Manfred could right now just be like, also, fuck it, let's do it. Here's like, something he that would be that. really interesting. You could just get on a heater as that a would team, suck. and then the shittiest teams Dude, are I'm in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure the Pirates were in the, would be in the playoffs last yeah. year. They were fucking well, terrible last the year. Thing they is, started off hot. The 70 and, games would be played in 60 days. Did you see yes, that? Yes, yes. That would be crazy. It would also be a lot of fun when yeah. you've missed two, three months of sports. Yeah, you're just it would be, and the 60 would be in 70 games. That's what the MLB offered. They said sixty games in seventy days. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, again, yeah. I don't. I, I think it is oh, a yeah, pressure what the hell point. I'm a, yeah, no, seventy <laughs> games in sixty days. Yeah, was, doesn't yeah, work that I way. I was kind of sitting there. Like, now, <laughs> well, now, so like, there's no going. There's no questioning. We're gonna have a universal DH from here on out. Right. That's gonna be great for the Phillies. I think. That's just great. Because for now Bryce you Harper. can. Well, that right yeah, there. I think, yeah. I think I saw the last a tweet, years of his contract. I think I saw a tweet that said. Nick Pavetta with just another record. <laughs> He's the last Phillies yeah. pitcher to hit. Let's go. My What's man, it called? Mike Trout might play for fucking 30 years now. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Okay. Now you got, like, the end of your careers. And plus the NL is finally going to not be on a, the shitty end of the pool and signing free agents. Like, AL advantages. Like, JD, J.D. Martinez is probably going to get overpaid by an NL team so they can impact right away with DH. Right. Like, it's going to be So, cool. switching it up to kind of a... A Philly standpoint, how does this, if there is a shortened season, 60 games, 70 games, 65 games, whatever the case is, and an expanded playoffs potentially, 
how does this help or not help the Phillies? Because I think from a fan standpoint and wanting them to win even in a crazy, weird season. Of course. I think it helps them. Helps them a shit ton. Because the Phillies, if we learn anything the last two the last years, two years <laughs> is that they are a first-half team. They shit the bed in September. They, they shit the bed in September. They are a first-half team. <laughs> So, if it's 60 games, well, what did we start last year? Before the McCutcheon injury, our record oh, yeah. was... We were good. Oh, yeah. We, were, yeah. we, were, we swept we the Braves in yeah. the first Oh, uh, we were running series. away with the division before the McCutcheon injury in, the, in early June. Well, I think we're up by, what, eight games yeah. at one point? Oh, yeah. Right. So, I think I am... Listen, the Phillies have a great lineup, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If McCutcheon comes back... So one through six is solid as hell. One through six, you could even push it a step further, because if you throw Kingry in that mix... Yeah, now you got DH, too. Right. Shit. So oh, you're, shit. Right. <laughs> So, so right now, who would be the DH? Maybe JD Bruce or Jay oh, Bruce? Jay I mean, Bruce. um, probably it, like unless Kutch isn't ready, then Bruce would probably be in the outfield. Right. We'll see, cause like I don't now. I'd love to I see thought, Kutch as I the DH. Boom, dude, I thought Boom would be up by like middle, maybe uh-huh. maybe end of the season. Uh-huh. But now I don't. I don't know if he's gonna even play. Real quick, this just year. another side note: Who's your center fielder? Who would be your center fielder? Hazley or Quinn? Oh, I'm putting Hazley there. Okay. But the I just, way. I yeah. just feel like. Quinn's I like Quinn. I think he's and on the base path, he's yeah. so fast. He's so his effective. Bat, I don't like his bat. Yeah, that's the thing. I I do like Hazley. He's more of a contact guy, yeah. hit to contact guy. Uh yeah. I'm I'm a Hazley guy. Right. So here's field. my thing. I think this would help the Phillies tremendously because mm-hmm. they are a first half team. They've proven that. They had the bats to compete. Mm-hmm. And y- your pitching staff is still unknown, right? So you have Nola who's your ace, but he had a very down year last year coming off of a Cy Young race competition yeah. two years ago. So hopefully third. he bounces back. He's your number one. You sign Zach Wheeler, who I love the addition, but again, it's not a, you don't know what mm-hmm. you're getting out of Zach Wheeler. And Jake Arrieta is another year older. Hopefully you can just hope that he... It's that short season. Right. He just starts hot, and that's it. That's the thing about you don't need him in 180 games. That's the thing about Arietta is now he doesn't have that bone spur. Games. Like that bone spur was the size of a golf ball in his elbow. Right. He couldn't even throw a slider. So hopefully that does help him improve this year. I love Zach Wheeler. I'm just so high on him, but that's me. I think he's. I think he's going to be a one-two ace with Nola. His two seam is filthy. So like that's a good one-two-three, and then right. I guess you have Vinny in there. Like no, no, no. Well, it's no, going to be Vinny. No. Yeah. Yes, no, it is. No, you think he's gonna be in the pen? No, he's gonna be in the pen. No, I don't get anywhere but starting five. He's gonna be so, starting. No. He's gonna be starting. Yeah. You, no. want Pivetti, you want Pivetti in there? I want him over Vinny V. So do I. It's not gonna happen. Vinny V can't go past four innings. <laughs> so do I. It's not gonna happen. I love Eflin's your four. Yes, no doubt. Okay, then you're five. It's gonna be Pivetti Velasquez, I hope it's and they're gonna pick Vinny. They're so ass. I know. Not yeah. that not that Nick Pavetta is like this golden gem, but like no. But I think Pavetta has more. How many pitch, chances? Give him, yeah. How many chances are you going to give Vince Velasquez? How many? Yeah, but how many a chances million. are you going to give Pavetta? A million. Vinny V has more. I understand that, but you've seen Pavetta. Every shit time the bed. he pitches, I'm on, like every time he pitches, his pitch count is at 75 through two and two thirds. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's rocked I, every I'm, time. I'm more of a Nick Pavetta guy, but like if Pavetta has more upside. If, in my yes, opinion. but if you're taking the safe choice, you're going to take Vinny because you could get five solid innings out of him. That's what I'm. And thinking. then what? Give it up to our bullpen. <laughs> I'm a dude. I'm a Pavetta guy too. I think he's. I'm cur- not a Pavetta guy. I'm just anti Vince Velasquez. Yeah, I am too. But we got to work with what we got. Why can't know? we? But here's my question again. Talking about GMs, why can't we just go get a fifth starter? Uh, why is it that difficult? Because why is it that difficult? Well, especially that, now. Why is it that difficult that past Aaron Nola? Okay, you went out and got Zach Wheeler. Past those two, you had the same back three. You know why? 
because uh, Middleton doesn't want to get off his ass and p- take his wallet out. He didn't want to go over yep. luxury tax. Now, yep. so now this is a big question. Now that all They're this shit is going on, JT or Muto? That like. They better fucking resign. Him. I saw something they they, they, they're better already trying him. to get out of paying him as much Dude, money as he's worth. They have already tried over, it. Overpay so him. Give I'll him five if years. We lose JT, if we lose, dude. if we trade at six, though, like a bona fide maybe number two starter in the MLB in the future, like he really could be. Has so much potential. It's not even to me what we That's give up. It's just, I don't want to lose JT. I don't want to lose JT, but it's also the best catcher in the if game. you gave up six though for like. A year of JT like that, like a big ass year, silver slugger, gold glove. Also, let me he just was say, a, he's so he's the best catcher in baseball. Past, easily, because easily. after Chooch, I suffered through so many years <laughs> of Cameron shitty. Rupp, Whew. Andrew Knapp. I forgot about like, Rupp. <laughs> oh, how do you forget about him? <laughs> I try to forget. <laughs> It's like, just it's like you finally had the best Alfaro, catcher in baby. baseball. Oh, I forgot about Alfaro. <laughs> they, they traded him too. I was so high on Alfaro. <laughs> so was I. So was I. <laughs> I oh, these names are going to be flashback. But no, they, they, that's the that's the one thing that's really worrying about me for lockout or not lockout, possibly not canceling the season for the Phillies is if there's no revenue going in the next season, you're going to get some stingy fucking Fuck wallets yeah. from the from the from the ownership and. Fuck yeah. You you're already you're already hesitant to go over the luxury tax in a year that you you could get a fifth starting pitcher and really solidify your pitching staff. It, it makes me worried because there's going to be an owner out there that's like, ah, oh, JT, they're they're trying to lowball this guy. I'm gonna I'm giving him whatever the hell yeah. he wants, and the Phillies have to go in and acknowledge that this guy is not just staying because he's best fucking friends with Harper. <laughs> like he's a professional athlete. This is what he does. He's looking to get paid. He is bona fide the best starting catcher in baseball. Give him what he wants. Facts. It really. It's, it's that simple. It's that I'm simple. handing JT put a five, check. Yeah. Put five. Here you for, go, brother. Just be like JT. Five for one ten. Put right it on the table. Owners are gonna be. They're gonna. You know. Owners always collude. It's just a fact. Like they're gonna collude. They're probably gonna lowball free agents this all off season. They are. It's they gonna are. suck. Like baseball. It, there's a lot of shit going on. It's really gonna suck. It's depressing. I don't even. <laughs> it's super depressing. Can we not even? Let's move on. Snap, yeah, wait. Snap is depressed every time <laughs> we're in the studio. Because <laughs> we just talk, once we get to Philly, actually Philly sports, it's like it's just <laughs> even always... then when the Sixers are on, he's depressed. <laughs> no, I had every damn reason to be depressed about that. I'm paying for season tickets and they can't win a fucking road game. I get it. I, I get to see a win every time I'm at the games, but Jesus Christ, I like to watch it on TV too. Like. <laughs> Speaking of the Sixers, let, let's talk. Yeah, let's let's, let's move to the NBA, and we have a little turmoil going on in the league right now. We we were expecting b- basketball to come back July thirtieth. The season's ready. They're basically about to tell us whether or not the season's going to happen. It looks like it's going to happen. We're supposed to go July thirtieth to August fourteenth seeding games, then August fifteenth to the sixteenth playing tournament. Playoffs in the, on the 17th, and then, what is it, the 31st semi-conference, 15th, September 15th, conference finals, and then the 30th of September NBA finals. Yeah, I think it would wrap but, up like October 8th. Would be yeah, October 13th would probably 13th. be the last day, and then we jump right into the draft. But we have an issue going on with the whole protest right. and the Black Lives Matter movement. And a lot of players are speaking out of possibly not wanting to play because it's taking away global attention from the protest and everything that's going on with the George Floyd case and the Breonna Taylor trying to get the cops arrested for Breonna Taylor. So let me hear your opinions on it. Do you think we get NBA basketball? Well, 
I'll give you two sides. So, yes, I think we do. I, I definitely think we do. I, I know Dwight Howard and Kyrie Irving, who's not even playing regardless, came uh-huh. out and said that we shouldn't play because it takes away attention and we should focus. Um, one, yes, I do think that we see the NBA return July 30th, and I cannot wait. Uh, and two, and I do not mean this, I'm just going to say this now, I do not mean this in a way where, um, like, I just want NBA back, so come back and play. I'm saying this from looking at it from the african-american side of things i believe that a lot of them and a lot of them have said this we want to play because we can take our resources and the money that we make Uh and put it back into our communities Mm -hmm. and i think that's a way that a lot of more of them are going to look than no we need to sit out and focus on and not take away the attention i think if you sit out you're putting more attention like like i don't know how to explain it like I get what you're saying. I feel like you can you can get the public's eyes on the matter, like right. back with the Eric Gardner thing. I can't breathe. Right. You know they can. It's going to be on the back of all your warmups. It's going to be on, like. I mean, I I also I kind of the part of me also agrees with the players. I get where they're coming from. I understand. From. I you can't. It's hard not to like. It's it makes sense, but at the same time, like. I'm the I I love the NBA more than anybody. I'm a two-time season ticket holder for the Sixers. I was going to games when they were going through the process. I just love NBA basketball. But like at the end of the day, like I'm not a a person. I'm not a person of color. I'm not an African American. So it's kind of hard to weigh my opinion. So, but the one thing I will say is kind of Patrick Beverly said it the best way if, you, Bron, if Bron wants to play the playing. NBA is gonna play and that's what it seems like and I honestly kind of agree it doesn't matter what other players are saying if Bron wants to get down there he's kind of the league like he's like he's very much the voice so if Bron says we're doing this and we're going to play and we're going to bring awareness to the Black Lives Matter movement that's what the NBA is going to do because that's honest like he's the GM of his own team he's the best player in the world and he is the face of the NBA. So whatever he wants, I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I don't think there's a doubt that he wants to play. And, I, and again, I don't think there's a doubt yeah, that they're going to play. Uh, Bill, what do you think? You think we're going to have NBA basketball? I think we will have NBA in the end. Um, this whole thing is like, it's it's tough because Kyrie is the vice president of the uh, NBA PA. Yeah. So like, he has a right to be. He also seems like an his voice. absolute bonehead. Yeah, but he does. But he definitely has a right. Not because to, of that. Yeah, but for just every, he said other things. Flat and, Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like he does have a right to speak for the players. But it just seems like most of the superstars are like, I want to play basketball. Like it, it really does. Wait, like speaking LeBron him, said it. Kawhi said I want to play. Like, yeah. Yeah, it seems like most, most of, the, of them are saying most of the league wants to play. They want. Also, they Rivers want to get came out and made a statement about putting the mo- putting. Uh, his money back into or no who was it drawing a blank <laughs> uh ed da- it was ed davis i, I think so which is just funny to think of ed davis <laughs> but i think it was him he came out and said that we should play because then we can take our yeah, money and awesome. invest back into our communities yeah um but now let's talk about okay there is basketball this year what happens then and how do you see this playing out because i think well, one, I'm very excited that they're not just jumping right into the playoffs because you have to get the rust off yeah. anyway. Yeah, so the eight games reseeding, um, I like that idea. And I know there's a lot of people saying, like, oh, fans, like, they, like energize, especially, like, the Sixers with their home court <laughs> advantage. Um, however, I think you're going to see really competitive, good basketball because this, to me, just, just has 
AAU tournament, massive AAU tournament written yeah, all over it. It seems like, and players, they said that players can go to the games. Yes. I think it's going to be really, it, when it does happen, I think it's, it's going to be really, really cool. fun to watch. Like, you're going to get to see all the best players in the world sitting courtside. They're the fans. And it, like you said, they're going to get to hang out AAU. at their hotels. They can basically do whatever they want. Did you see the list of the things they can yeah. do? Hundred thirteen there. Thing. There's Did you see everything the, there. You see the snitch phone? Yeah. The snitch. Wait, the you best can, part is a hotline to call in and tell them. You see duos in ping pong though. That's yeah, the best I know, part. I saw that. Did you see the one thing they said though? Um, the, the the smart rings that apparently yeah, they're going to be wearing. I, I just saw it. Right no. Yeah, before. NBA Central. Is that tweeted true? It. I, it's from CS or CNBC. What so, is it? so ready. The NBA players will be wearing a smart ring at Disney World. It's an Aura smart ring. It's capable of predicting COVID nineteen symptoms up to three days in advance with ninety percent accuracy. The ring can measure body temperature, respiration function, and heart rate. Yeah, I saw this right before we and hopped the, in. The, the, the thing I I pulled it up when I was opening up. Twitter for the page, and the first thing I seen was someone quote it go, doctors, teachers, essential workers don't have this. Literally, and I'm like, kind of. This is just how fucked up Medicare is in the country. Like, if you have money, you can get whatever you want. Oh yeah, I might catch a lot of backlash for this, but I don't care. I'm saying it. I'm so over COVID, dude. I'm, I'm over it too. But I'm over it. I was over it. I thought it was going away, but now we're seeing things open Cases up. Cases are popping up. The, the <laughs> states, the states that have put no restrictions well, it's on. Florida, Florida's getting. Well, Florida's doing good. Florida's apparently. crash yeah. always. PA, like, they I just, just saw always, something. Pennsylvania has like the low, like yeah. the third lowest. Montana they, and Hawaii had better. Pennsylvania third, has the third, third lowest. lowest like cases. New Jersey's, Jersey's doing much dropped. better. They're only down like 400 yeah. a day now, yeah. which is like what we started with. And it's it's crazy. But like I was over it until I seen Florida, who has absolutely no restrictions. Just just the, they hit a whole time. They hit a, a new record yesterday. Most cases in one day. They got 3000 in one day, which is I absolutely think, here's insane. The thing. I'm that just is not over good. it from the standpoint that like. I don't know. I guess my ass better knock on wood for saying this. <laughs> but Shit. here it goes. Like, to me, it's just a more uh, contagious strand of the flu. I don't think so. I, dude, uh, it has a ninety, like a 99% success rate. There is a vaccine for the flu, correct? That's correct. The flu still kills many people every year. Who do the, who does the flu kill every year? Elderly people or people with that have bad pre pre existing conditions. Who does this kill mostly? Not yet. There are some but cases. The Snap, you can take this because I don't know enough about the difference, COVID. The difference between the flu and COVID that you're not hearing about is the side effects afterward. How the COVID is literally tar- t- scarring lung tissue and literally making people with no prior conditions come out of their recovery like handicapped. Like they can't breathe. I haven't right. seen that. They're asthmatic. That because they, the media is not telling you that because they don't want you to know because. This is the, the thing that COVID-19 does that's opposite of the flu. The flu gets you really sick. What COVID-19 does is it puts a virus in your lung lining, and the lung lining, it, it, it attacks your natural defense to repair the lung lining. So as the virus attacks the lung lining, it allows an opportunity for bacteria to come in and attack the lung lining. That's what is causing all the deaths. That's why people with asthmatic and former smokers are having such a trouble defending right. their bodies from this because what it's doing is it's attacking the lungs. So you basically are choking to death and you can't do anything about it. I'm just It's different than the flu. It's not like you're just throwing up. Like this is literally No, 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 no. I know that. I'm just saying I I'm also over it because 
it's just I feel like no one knows what the hell they're talking about. First, Fauci came I out. I fucking don't. No, 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 no. I'm talking, I, I, I'm talking, no, about, I'm talking about the major people. <laughs> Fauci comes out a couple right when this was hitting in March and says wearing a mask does nothing. Now it's mask, mask, mask. The CD says it it, it, well, it spreads have... very easily on surfaces. Then they come out and say it doesn't spread easily on surfaces. First, asymptomatic people can spread it the same way with people with symptoms can spread it. Now, asymptomatic people can't spread it. What is what? What, what well, do you know? It's, it hasn't even been a year of this virus, dude. So how, how can you, like, at the same time, you can be frustrated that we're getting new information every day, but at the same time, how are you going to be frustrated when we don't know anything about it? That's why it's a pandemic. It's a new virus. that Well, I won't say new. We've known about it, but it is a new mutation of a virus we've known for only a few years. And now it's at a mutation where we have no idea what's coming next. We don't know what's going to happen with it. We don't know. We haven't had time to study it. You're, you're, it's like, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, it's like getting a computer with no directions. You're not going to know how to fucking run computer programs on the fucking thing. You're not going to be, you're not going to be taking it apart, upgrading the motherboard or whatever the hell everything in there is called. You're not, you know what I mean? You're not yeah. just going to learn about something like that. It's like, I know it's like, you're, oh, I can be a lawyer tomorrow. I know everything about being a lawyer. Like, no, it's a, it's a virus. We have nothing to know about. And it's a virus, which means it mutates at a rapid rate. I understand. Like, just but when you when people it affects just, people's it, lives this much with when it comes to money and the economy and jobs and everything you've done. I get that. You shut down the entire country for something that hundred thousand people died. I mean, it, I know, I'm not trying know, to be a dick. If someone you knew died from it, I think you'd be a lot different on the opinion. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. My dad's 60-something, and he, he's a former smoker. When this first came out and about, I was like, stay the fuck oh, inside. Dude, my grandma I, is the poster child for the per, for someone who cannot get this virus. I, I get that. I'm just saying, I'm looking at it from a broader standpoint. When you shut down the country and it affects millions on millions, and, like, it's just, I feel like you should know. And like I said, I like you said, I know it's new, and you're not going to know everything right about it. But like just to retract, like I feel like you have to know something when you're taking these such drastic measures. Well, look at countries that did take drastic measures. Yeah, and they're good. And everyone, but we don't do that because every I, I know. State, I said we should have shut our shit down for two weeks when we first got are, here. Because people have the same mentality that you are having right now, where they're just so over it and frustrated and they don't want to follow the rules. If we just, want sports. If you follow <laughs> the damn rules, it'll be over. Do you know what they're doing in New Zealand right now? They have rugby with fans there right now because everyone listened for three months and now there's no case no 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 i'm over now i'm saying i would have done when this first came over here obviously i don't i can't go into like i don't know how yeah, exactly I mean, I none of us it. are doctors i get it i'm just saying i would have been way more strict with my quarantine this was called a quarantine it was not a quarantine I mean, so many people we didn't did do not, it like italy uh, right and I get like it's it, I I don't know I guess people are saying well you can't just put the military in. I'm not I don't know if you can do that I don't know if I would do that I'm just saying I would have taken more drastic measures when it first came over here because then you can look well you can't shut the country down for two weeks well now you have this because you didn't do it that way like every other well, country then you did. got a bunch of rednecks in Michigan coming to city all with guns because they can't get haircuts yeah, exactly. and shit <laughs> it's it's ridiculous I just don't get it like hell I'm in the NRA I I love my right to carry firearms but Jesus Christ, you can't get a haircut and you're storming city halls with assault rifles? Chill the, chill the fuck out, get a buzzer from Target, and do a bowl cut for two months. It's really yeah, not Phil fucking... You're not head. going anywhere. Why head. do you need a haircut? Like, it doesn't...
doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you, George straight up came out and just buzzed his head. Follow the lead. Like, she, look at me. Back. I look homeless. I haven't had a haircut since March. Do you see me complaining? Yeah, a little bit, yes, but I'm not going out to, to City Hall with an AR-15 <laughs> saying we need haircuts. Like, you know, like. Oh, right, speak, speaking, wait, speaking of COVID, I just want to throw one thing out uh, there. So with fans, I'm so tired of it. sports with fans <laughs> or not without fans, how do you think it's going to yeah. be with no fans? Because I was watching the Premier League All yesterday right. and other soccer games, and they were pumping crowd noise into the stadium for the players to hear, and you could hear it well on TV. Same with and it didn't come out. It came out not bad. Yeah. And the Premier League said at halftime of the first game that um, it wasn't nowhere near where they wanted it to be. They want so, it louder. They I, like I, just maybe more clear. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, they didn't say, but I thought it went okay. I think I, it's smart. So do I. Because cool. I feel like if you're watching on TV, imagine watching the NBA playoffs and all you hear is the ball yeah. just bouncing. No, the yeah, then, and the then ball you're just getting bouncing. like you're getting like church league at like 8 a.m. Right. in a yeah. random gym. Yeah, I'm vibes. good. Yeah, that's I'm good. That's playing at AAU at eight year olds. Like no fans is like that's that's good. Well, the fact it. that the players can go to the games in the NBA yep. is going to be because you know they're going to hear you know well, they're going to be chirping and, and well, they fun said and, they said um they said you can have uh they said they might have like what a thousand people for family and friends. Yeah, starting August thirtieth after the playoffs begin, they're going to bring in family and guests of team. That's cool. We'll get a little but then bit. they're also talking about possibly using 2K sound bites for it, which I would like. That'd be, be cool. Yeah, because they're all making fun of it on Twitter. I don't though. mind it's, it though it's because like, <laughs> who's, who's the sideline reporter for the NBA on 2K? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, he starts with yeah, David Aldridge. David Aldridge. Aldridge. Skip, Towns skip, skip. David Aldridge. Hey, and that was and a back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. But like, no, it won't be anything like that. But um, let's 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 talk actually sports about it and like like the system of it. And um, the Sixers have what is it eight games until they yep, play? Yes. Does anyone? Know? I ah, it's, I had the schedule. Yeah, up. I have it. Um, I or I did. Shit. Sorry, but anyway, it's eight games. They need to go. Sixers are one of them. I know. So this is this is basically what is going to happen with the Sixers. So this is how (laughs) we're going to move forward with the Sixers. Sixers are technically on the road for the rest of the year. It doesn't matter. It won't say that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't it? Does it? Doesn't. I think it does. Listen, listen. I think it helps. I think it helps that there's no crowd noise, but. There's two things that are going to happen. The schedule they have coming up is so easy that they either need to win all these games, try to jump into the top four. The top I think four they need to go seed. six and two. Listen, I wouldn't. I think they need the to go eight and zero. I want them at the fourth or third seed. The thing like, about it is, like, I wouldn't. I really would not mind playing the Celtics first round. I think it match up either. so well. And if Embiid is actually working his ass off, working out like six days a week, like he, he says, we're going to match up ben, so fucking ben well like against Celtics. Is. Ben finally broke his social media silence. Yeah, and like he he looks in shape. I'm oh never... yeah, but did you see what uh, Brett B had to say? No. Yeah, he said he doesn't if expect Ben's, him to be. If Ben's not 100, yeah. percent I don't know if he's going to be. We're going to ease they, him back into things. Nah, nah, I don't. Oh, he said it. Yeah, he said that. Like, what the he, fuck he, is yesterday? That's just Brett Brown, bringing Brett Brown, and I hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ben's on Twitter in videos catching oops and yeah, throwing all the catching, backboard and throwing it down. He's going to be fine. Like, if we play the Celtics, I'm not too worried. But like, here, here, it's going to obviously I'm worried, but it's like we match up pretty damn here's well. Here's what's going to happen. They're either going to go six and two, eight and zero, because it's actually an easy schedule. If yeah. you really look at it's easy. It is. But the thing is, you gotta win they them. aren't Still home. Play. They yeah. aren't home. And I am not convinced they can win without a home crowd. I, I know it might sound childish. Like, come on, dude. They're professional no, athletes. Yeah, you're right. They're like, they're in Orlando. No one has a home crowd. Apparently, the voice of Philadelphia makes these guys win. <laughs> and I, I'm actually really nervous that, it, like, is there, if they lose all eight games, can they miss the playoffs? 
No, no they no, are no. in the playoffs. They're clinched. They're right? in the clinch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's thinking that they're going to Come on, snap. Dude, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost these games. I like, think you I got think, a hungry. <laughs> dude, I think they play Portland, right? Yeah. You got a hungry Portland squad think, trying to make it. I think it. Portland makes the playoffs. You too. got Indiana trying back. to get a better seating. Like, you got some good. Like, these teams are, like, low ranked, but they're good. And, like, there's no fans. Like,. I think this is going to play a huge impact. Honestly, a part of me also thinks that, like, no fans might lead them to actually playing better, less yeah. pressure. A lot less I pressure. Because I think the less pressure is actually huge. Like, a lot less You've pressure, seen Ben yeah. in an open gym just shooting around. Like, kind of looks yes, like he's all worldly. that's exactly what I said the other day. There is maybe, and I, I'm not even, like, joking when I say this, and obviously there's better players. Like, obviously you could throw out LeBron and all that, Anthony Davis. But if I was building a team— they're just going off of straight athletic ability, size, everything. I there's maybe I would take Giannis, and then Ben might be number two on who I would build a team around. He is that good, and you see what he can do in an in an open gym. What? What? Who? I like Ben a lot. I, I get what you're saying, but anyway, Anthony Davis, like. LeBron. Like, I said building a team. Building. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron's in year 17. He went to 35. We're not getting into LeBron talk. It's all right. Just continue your point. Continue your point. To me, what it comes down to is Ben and, jo- ben and Joel playing like the superstars that they are and can be. Right? Uh huh. And then Josh Richardson and Toby. Just being consistent. Yes, that's all we Shooting need. The ball I think that's all we more need. consistent in a less pressure environment. So that's right. like that. I think so, so too. That's on a serious, I know, I'm with I know, you. I know I was just sitting here saying they might go 0-8, but right. like on a serious side, like I was just joking, like on a serious side, like I think the less pressure is going to help guys like that, but I also think it's also going to help guys like Ben because I really do think sometimes the pressure gets to Ben. Yeah. And I just think he's so cool, calm, and collective all the time. It just doesn't seem like the pressure gets to him, yeah. which, it's, which I think it's going to play <laughs> – which I think is like a huge reason the Sixers could be very good in this whole this whole system of play. The one the one thing that I am nervous about is like like I, like a part of me is really I know I just, like, I'm just nervous. Get it man. out. Yeah, I, of course. I, they're I on know. the road. No, I'm with <laughs> you. I'm with you, especially because now, like, who the hell knows? You've been off for so long. Now you don't know. Nobody better have a Jimmy. Who the? <laughs> you had two bro. off seasons. Slow you had two off seasons this year. Listen, get the damn job. Not that we've seen it, because we know how bad they've been on the road. But what is the one thing that people say travels? Defense. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, we got defense. Did anyone else see the voting so far for the play, defensive, defensive player, player of the year? He's not in the top five. Ben's oh not yeah. Even in the top five. That's bullshit. I, That's bullshit. I don't get it. I just don't get what more he can do. I don't get it because he's number one. I don't get it because he's at least. I know he ran like, away like, with the best Don't get me wrong. Like I feel like he's at least top three. Down between Giannis, AD, and him, like it was a close race. I'll give it to that. Like I won't say it was a blowout. But no, not a blowout. The fact that you have fucking Pat Bevan, yeah, come on. The dude just fucking hacks and just doesn't get tired. He must run a marathon a day. Like I get it. He has endurance. He can bug a lot of people, but he can't switch one through five. Ben is so goddamn good at guarding any position he needs to. It's just Ben won a game defensively this year. Yeah, the Pacers. 
Sixers yes, game? Yes, when he tipped the ball. He when had he, two yeah. steals at the end of the game yeah, just to seal it. Literally 20 seconds. Yeah. Him and Tobias Harris, when they play the perimeter on defense, are it's, it must be terrifying. Yeah. It must be terrifying because when Jay Rich is locked down too, he, but not like Tobias to and no. Ben, when, or not Tobias when Matisse, Matisse. Matisse and Ben, when those two are on the perimeter, oh my god, oh, yeah. you, you're like expected to see an alley oop dunk between the two. One of them is stealing the ball and taking it, or both of them are taking it and they're throwing a lob up. Okay, so to, who's your fifth starter then? What do you think? What do you think Brett's my, going to do? Not my, who's your fifth. Not who's your oh, fifth. What, what do Brett, I think? Is Brett's Al going to be back in the starting lineup? I think Shake mm. is there. No, I think they're sticking to their guns with no Al. Uh, right. So because that's what they, if if they come out with Al in the starting five, I might not watch a single game. So are you putting? <laughs> I promise. Are you putting you. Ben at the four and putting and making no, him play Ben's point forward? No, Ben's still the point guard. Right. He so has, then, so then you're playing. But small. he's the point four. Yeah. No, you're still. You can't play small when you have a true center like that. But you're gonna play with a three. You're gonna play with a four a three guard lineup of Ben. Probably shake and it looks Rich. like right. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what it's so Jay Rich be. would technically be they, the three. Yeah, so I that's, can see that. Yeah, yeah, that's okay with me. That's what I if I have to be okay with a lineup. That's what I think. In my opinion, I want Matisse. And in my, the back that's of my exactly head, who I want. In the back of my head, I think there's this fucked up idea that Brett likes to take Matisse off the bench because he's young and also because it's a huge boost of energy on the defensive end, mm-hmm. and he can guard starting NBA players. Right. So oh, I yeah, think bringing can. him off the bench, and this is just how I think Brett's thinking. Bringing him off the bench and putting him against other bench guys, he like he wreaks havoc on yeah. that, that. But like that's not how you should be. Thinking. You shouldn't be using a skill that way. Yeah, you like, be using imagine against- Jay Rich, Matisse. And fucking Ben playing the perimeter to start the game off. Yeah. You 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 might end up with five steals in the first fucking <laughs> quarter. Like it's ridiculous. Like Ben and Matisse are top five in steals, but we gotta. Are we almost done? We're almost done. <laughs> yeah. Here's yeah, what I want to wrap you up. You guys both pull your phones out at the same time. <laughs> no, I just nervous. checked the time. We're good. We got three more minutes. Yeah, right, three right, more look, minutes. here's what I want to wrap up by saying, and then I'll throw it to you guys. If this pandemic. And Paul's in the NBA season helped anybody outside of LeBron James. It was the Philadelphia 76ers. Hell it yeah. Should be. It Hell, it should, should be. Yeah, we at don't least it know. should be. We do not know. Yeah. That's a great yeah, but that's a great comment. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we don't know, but Before stop this, being scared. No. I'm no. Scared. You're Before nervous. this season started, Ben was supposed to be chopping from three. We were supposed to have the best starting five in the goddamn league, and we were supposed to go on a sixty game a sixty win season. We have nine wins on the road, and we're about to play all the games that we have left in the season in Orlando on the road, technically. It's okay to be pessimistic right now. Yes, it Everyone's is. They fucking not scared. Proved, they have not given me a reason not to be not pessimistic. I am optimistic, though. I, I really am. am. I really am. Oh, but yeah, I, I can tell, Snap. <laughs> yeah, I am optimistic, but I'm not going to sit here and like be like, oh, no, they're going to win them all. Oh, yeah. gonna, oh, yeah. like, hell yeah. fucking no. I, I think realistically. I, right now, I have the Lakers winning it all. Okay, yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That's just me. I, yeah, who fine. do I want to win? The Sixers. Who do I legitimately see winning on the road or Orlando in this team. weird situation? Yeah. I see the, what is he, a 15-year vet, 16-year vet in LeBron James who's played in almost everything. He's still at the top of his game. Yeah, <laughs> like with the top five player next to him and Anthony Davis, I think we know who's going to win. Like the dude, the dude's been to eight finals. I don't think he gives a fuck if it's in pandemic mode in no, Orlando. He care. But, all right. Make sure you guys go follow us on all of our social medias. You can find us at Faithful Fan on Twitter and Faithful Fanatic on Instagram. Make sure you check this out on Apple Music. We also have our YouTube page. You can find us at Fanatic, Faithful Fanatic. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button and go like and watch all of our videos. We love you and we want to see you watch us. We're a lot prettier on TV. <laughs> <laughs>